0: to press f5 uh, this is our third episode and today we will be hosting the third quarterfinal of the quarantine cup where a couple of our GCSE computer science year 10 students are competing against each other to reach the semi-final and um this is after a really huge weekend for civil rights and protests where it, they're happening all over the world all over the states all over the west and uh certainly in this country and well beyond, um, protesting for the Black Lives Matter movement. And it seems in this moment a little bit trivial to be quizzing when uh, such big things are being discussed. But as this is a GCSE computer science podcast, I'd like to muse about the contributions of computer science to this moment. So I'll be asking our contestants today to share their views on that. Okay, so let's welcome them in. Hello.
1: Hi sir.
0: Ah, hi. Hi, so this one worked. Yeah. Welcome to the episode. We're still waiting for uh Elisa to join. How you been?
1: Um, pretty good. Very boring at home, doing nothing.
0: Hi Elisa. Hi sir. Good to hear your voice.
1: Oh, thank you, sir.
0: You've been working hard?
1: Oh, well, maybe I don't know. <laughs>
0: Vanucci I mean, just said she was bored, and uh, it just makes me wonder how how could you be bored if you're studying all day?
1: Uh, I'm actually not that bored. I'm actually really, I'm kind of busy, like with all the studies and stuff. I don't
0: know. I guess it's that you're doing it alone rather than at school.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've made my own plan, and I'm following it. So.
0: Yeah, it's like before the GCSEs, where you go on study leave, but for much, much, much longer
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah kind of yeah um have you been listening to the other podcasts
1: yes yeah kind of
0: my ambition is to make this podcast a little bit more interesting to listen to every week listening Um, to as much feedback as possible maybe one day it'll be half decent shall we do the first bit of quizzing yeah sure right. um what was your specialist subject, Vinuki? 2.5. 2.5. And yours, Lisa? Um,
1: 1.1.
0: 1. 1. 1. 1.1. Okie dokie. Uh, this is such a vital contest. I can barely breathe. But let's go. <laughs> you ready, Vinuki? Yeah. All right.
1: Good luck, Vinuki. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. A program that translates another program which was written in assembly language into machined code. Machine code is called what?
1: Assembly code?
0: I'm going to give you a chance to sort of adjust your Um, answer.
1: You said a programming code,
0: right? No, a program.
1: Oh, assembler.
0: Right, yep, okay, good, well done. Uh, I I thought you might have misheard me. All right, question two. A program that translates a full program written in high level language into machine code is called what?
1: A compiler.
0: Okay, jolly good. You're full marks so far. And uh, a program that translates and executes a program written in a high level language one line at a time? Interpreter. Oof. Okay, Um, a software application that provides comprehensive facilities to computer programmers for software development.
1: Integrated development environment.
0: Okay, jolly good. Um, That's uh, pretty strong. And finally, these are tools provided by IDEs which give detailed error. Sorry, give give detailed feedback. On errors in your code, so they're tools provided by IDEs which give detailed feedback on errors in your code.
1: Debugging tools?
0: No, no, I'm afraid okay. not. It's error diagnostics, right? So that's a very strong four out of five for 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 uh, for, for the first half of this. So um, it's looking good, but that. One incorrect answer leaves you vulnerable to be overtaken if Elisa gets five out of five.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Should we go, Elisa? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. The memory in the processor provides fast access to frequently used instructions and data. So what is this memory known as? It's in the processor, and it provides fast access to frequently used instructions and data, and it's specifically right next to the processor. Say that again.
1: Is it cache?
0: Yes. 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 Right. Good. Cache. This register holds the address of data ready for use by the MDR. Or it also holds The address of an instruction passed from the program counter. Name that register. Jolly good, jolly good. Um, Memory address register. This traditional computer architecture forms the basis of most computer systems, and uh, here, um, here, instructions are fetched, decoded, and executed one at a time. What's this? Architecture. Yes it is. Yes it is. Is it volume in right? architecture? Um, this register question four. This register holds the address of the next instruction. And it's associated with step one of the fetch decode execute cycle. Yep. And finally um, take your opponent. Um The process of retrieving an instruction from primary storage, decoding it, and then carrying it out, is known as what? What's the name of the whole process? Yeah. What's the name of the process Um, of retrieving an instruction from primary storage, decoding it, and carrying it out? Not He's enough, Elisa. It. It's the fetch, decode, execute cycle. Right, so uh, this is a bit like a World Cup penalty oh, yeah. shootout here. So you're both on score <laughs> four and level going into this, uh, the next round of it. So um, nerve-wracking stuff, eh? Yep. Yeah, I bet you're shaking like a leaf, Elisa. <laughs> i was i I was hoping to have a chat with you both about um about the black lives matter um um protests yeah um oh yeah it seems a bit trivial to be talking about computer science on, on on a day where uh you know big things are happening in the world but um i was wondering if um Computer science has made any contribution towards this 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 event or this moment? What do you think? Uh, say, uh, if we go over Lisa. Yeah. So, what, what do you think? Do you think technology enables people to protest better?
1: Yes, because technology that has had these days has improved so much that basically there like there's really easy access to really short messages and uh, like important events that take place all over the world. Like there are short persuasive messages, videos that can be accessed by many people within a matter of seconds, which means that many people who have technology, technology or devices can just easily um, share their ideas regarding these events or share their opinions, which makes it really easy to easy to, um, uh, easy to um, communicate with different people. And...
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess it could a really persuasive uh, video. <laughs> could reach a global audience in seconds, couldn't it?
1: Um, no, there is CPU technology as well, which means that um a person like can can carry a small device and send and consume the That's true as well. because the uh,
0: phones are so small now. So maybe in the 1980s yeah. those protesters they they couldn't like strap uh, a desktop computer to their back yeah. today, but nowadays we've got uh, a phone which we can hold in our in our shirt pocket. Yeah. All right. Um, let's turn to Vinuki. What, what, what about governments? I mean, could do you think governments could use the same technologies?
1: Yeah. Um, a good way the government could use technology um, is by um, a sort of a sort of like censorship, where governments can block social networks that carry these type of messages that you know influence protesting. Um, they Very could true. even send their own messages on to social media of their own perspective of this um, what's happening right now and yeah um, they could also there's another interesting idea is um, GPS traffic tracking where they could track the location of the protesters so they know like exactly which area of the country um, protesting is going on and that kind of gives them a sort of a upper hand on to sort of um, know what to do in advance.
0: Mm, yeah, because if somebody committed a crime during a protest, I mean, one thing is to hold a placard and peacefully protest. And another thing would be to commit crimes like looting during a protest. So a government could um, could use the tracking to, yeah. to, to prove that somebody was in a shop, you know, uh, which was closed or they were at that protest it's in, in, in a certain time and place. So yeah, those tools can be used also by, by by the powers that be as well as the protesters. Interesting chat guys. Um this is straight out of comp one point eight. So um are you ready for, for round two to go back at this?
1: Mm, yes. Let's just do it.
0: <laughs> so it's um I mean, you know this is a moment of high stress, but uh, I guess we can get there. So um, I'm going to ask random questions now from throughout the, um, throughout the GCSE. So it's not just the ones you've been revising for, but it's uh, the surprise questions too. So, um, Vinuki, yeah. um, this memory technology is primary storage. It's non-volatile and it's read only what is it
1: um read only memory
0: good good okay um this network runs on a small geographical area and is and all its hardware is hired from a telecommunications company what is it
1: so repeat that
0: this network runs on a small geographical area and all its hardware is hired from telecommunications company
1: um is it local area
0: network yep certainly is uh um this process now um um i'm looking for the name of uh, a, a thinking process right so it separates ideas from specific instances of those ideas right Um, It's where computational structures are defined by their meanings while hiding away the details of how they work. What's that called?
1: Um, Abstraction.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, This logical operator is used within a program. It works by returning false if the input is true. So it's a logical operator used within programs, and it, uh, so high-level programs, Python, etc. It works by returning false if the input is true.
1: Um, not.
0: Okay, very good. And finally, this refers to a thousand bytes. What is the unit of storage? A thousand bytes. Kilobyte. Yes, it is. That's a full five out of five. Highly impressive stuff. Shoot out. They're really stressful. But anyway, let's go. This is using parts of the hard disk as if it were RAM. Uh, it allows more applications to be open than physical memory can hold. Um, so I repeat, this is when you use part of the hard disk as if it were RAM. And it allows more applications to be open than physical memory can hold. Yep, good. Right, now, um, memory. now on this network, a client makes requests to a server for data and connections. And the server, Controls access to and security uh, to one file store. So, what's what's that network called? Yeah, absolutely. You got knowledge. Um, next one. This is uh, um, ref- this unit of storage refers to a thousand megabytes. What's, yep, that's three out of uh, three. One gigabyte. Um, for this is a method of expressing Boolean logic in diagrammatic form, in a diagram, yeah? And it uses a set of standard symbols representing logic gates. So uh, what's, what's this called? It's a diagram for representing Boolean logic in diagrammatic form. And it uses uh, a set of standard symbols, like AND gates and stuff like that, uh, that represent those gates. So it uses a set of standard symbols to represent logic gates, like AND gates and OR gates and stuff. So what's that diagram? yeah sure sure yeah um, i'll just i, I won't so I yeah. say it again so this is a method of expressing boolean logic in diagrammatic form using a set of standard symbols representing logic gates so what's the name of this diagram um
1: Um. um wow, having... oh, oh my goodness. Mm. Is it is a logic circuit? It's
0: so on the line. Yes, it draws a logic circuit. <laughs> I think I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It's a logic diagram. But it draws logic. But it draws logic circuits. Yes, so I can give you that one. Uh, close, but you're still in the game. <laughs> Finally, final question. Um, this is a way of getting to a solution by identifying the steps needed. So we're looking at a thinking skill here um, um, to um, create a solution by. Identifying all the steps of that solution.
1: Um, so can I yeah.
0: it again? this we're looking at a thinking skill here, right? So, um, or a thinking process, a type of thinking. It's a type of computational thinking. It's a way of getting to a solution by identifying the steps needed.
1: Is it algorithmic thinking? Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's 9-9, yeah. nine, nine, and we have a tie-break. Oh, my God. Do you know what a tie-break is? It's sudden death. Oh, no. Right, so you've got to ask, I've got to ask one question each, right? And um, the person, I'll ask I'll ask the questions in pairs, so. If you... Oh, Does no. This just just... Wait, said do you
1: ask one question, and then we both have to answer it at the same time or something?
0: No, okay, I'll ask you a question, then mm-hmm. Lisa a question. And if you both get the same score as each other, like 0 nil or one one, we continue. Mm-hmm. But if one if one person gets it right and the other wrong, then that person wins.
1: Okay.
0: Oh do you know Good what luckily Oh, this is I'll oh, T, I'm asking. I'm very <laughs> I don't know
1: what's going with me. I'm...
0: <laughs> Okay, this is a network topology in which computers are connected to a central switch. If one computer fails, no others are affected. If the switch fails, all connections are affected. So what's the name of this network topology?
1: I'm going to go with star topology.
0: You're right. You're right. Your turn. I'm going to ask you about topologies too. Um, this topology is when switches or routers um, connected are connected so there is more than one route to the destination. Um, it's more resilient to faults, but it needs more cable. So it's a network topology. It's when switches or routers are connected so there is more than one route to the destination. And according to this topology, the internet is more resilient to faults, but more cable is needed. What is that topology? It's all right. Don't um, worry. What, what, what's your uh, answer? A topology. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. Okay. Right. So let's go with... Um, oh, no mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go to make this one quite hard now. Um, I'm going to go with um, protocols, right? So this protocol, network protocols, this protocol is used for sending files between computers, and it's usually on a wide area network. It's typically used for uploading web pages and associated files to a web server for hosting. So we're looking at one of the network protocols. What is it?
1: Um, my answer is file transfer protocol.
0: Unbelievable. Very good. Very good. This protocol is used by email clients to retrieve. That's the key word there. Retrieve email from an email server. So not to manage it, just to retrieve it. Um, Yes, it is. Post office, right? Yep. Oh, my. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is. Pop three. Right. Uh, and I thought I was asking the hard ones, but um, not for you guys, I guess. Right. So let's... Okay, I'll ask a very hard one now about um, system software. Okay. Comp 1.7. We're looking at types of management. So, Vinuki again. <clears throat> the operating system provides for allowing different people to log into the same computer with a username and password. Uh, This management remembers personal settings. It manages access rights to files. What's this type of um, operating system management called?
1: User management.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nothing stops you guys. Next one, another type of management. It provides access permissions for files read and write for opening files in associated programs for moving deleting and renaming files yes it is
1: is it file management yes
0: it is right so um okay um this question is back to banuki this is where every file is copied to an alternative storage device Uh, like a hard drive, a portable hard drive. Files can be recovered if it's deleted or corrupted. It can be slow to copy large numbers of files where every file is copied to an alternative storage device. What's this called?
1: A full backup.
0: Oh my god. Yes, it is. Um, It's not just our longest pod. It might be the longest pod in history here. Right. uh, Next one. Only the files that have changed since the last backup are copied. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fasten...
0: <laughs> yeah. <go back> <laughs> right. uh, this is a Vinuki simple sorting algorithm that builds the final sorted array one item at a time. It's much, much less efficient on large lists than more advanced algorithms, um, such as uh, quick sort, heap sort, or merge sort, but it builds the Final sorted array, one item at a time. What's that sorting algorithm called?
1: So can you repeat that?
0: Right, it's a simple sorting algorithm that builds the final sorted array, one item at a time. Um,
1: I'm going to go with um, insertion sort.
0: And you would be correct. Um, Okay. Um, This, no. This block, this is the name name given to a block of code which has a unique identifiable name within a program. Uh, it can take z- it can take zero or one parameter. Actually, it can take zero or more parameters. And um, and it should be designed and written to perform one task or action, which is clearly identified by its name. So, a block of code which takes zero or more parameters which performs one task and is clearly identified by its name and uh, is called within the main body of the program.
1: Um, So a subroutine...
0: You know what? I can give you that because that's a synonym for... Okay, actually, I'm going to have to lean into you a bit here. It's a type of subroutine. So more specifically than a subroutine, but I can give you a second bite here. Uh, it's a type of subroutine, and it gives. Uh, it can take zero or more parameters. If it performs a task, uh, which is clearly identified by its name. What is that? What type of subroutine is that? You have to. You not? have to ask whether I said, "What did I mention that or not?" Right. I didn't
1: mention it. Um, um, yes, it is. is it a yes,
0: it is. it is. In programming, this is this term refers to a single. Alphanumeric uh, symbol? Character. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So
1: at this point, I think you should both just vote for us in.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Yeah. Gotta be, there's only one winner. There's only one winner. Okay, this term in programming is known when you convert a variable from one data type to another. Oh my. Yes. Yes. This is a calculation on data to create a number included with the data for error checking. Checksum. <laughs> yep. You've been studying. Right, so yes, this allows easy multiplication and division of base two binary numbers. Um. Hello.
1: <laughs> Hello. Oh, so, um, so is it? Um, um, I'm going to
0: allow you to clarify your is answers. right uh, I'll ask the question one more time. It allows for multiplication and division of binary shift.
1: Oh, I'm not, uh, binary shift.
0: It's all right. Okay, we are. Uh... I do not hear
1: multiplication.
0: You know what? This is crazy.
1: And okay. this is so stressful. Like. I'm shivering, sir. I'm shivering. Gee, I can't control myself. Like, I, I, I didn't. Even, I not even believe that we would go into sudden death. Exactly. <laughs> what You're is su-
0: this? This is crazy. The sudden death's been going on for about five hours.
1: So I can't. Believe, <clears throat> I think we only take twenty minutes, and I'm actually. I, I don't know. I'm just.
0: We could have walked um, to Scotland properly. in the time. <laughs> right. Okay.
1: We have a test next. Day. Yeah, we have a test in a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, gonna...
0: let's uh, we'll hurry up and get something wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, Vanuki?
1: Yeah.
0: This is also known as bit depth. It's the number of bits used to indicate the color of a single pixel in a bitmap's image. And the number of bits used, or sorry, or the number of bits used for each color in a pixel. It's also known as bit depth. It's the number of bits used to indicate the colour of a single pixel in a bitmap image.
1: Um Okay, um can you repeat it so like I can kind of process yeah. it?
0: No worries. This is also known as bit depth. And it's the number of bits used to indicate the color of a single pixel.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go with c- color depth.
0: Which is correct. Which oh, my is God. <laughs> right. Here we go. Elisa. Um, so this is the number of pixels contained on a display monitor and it's expressed in terms of the number of pixels on the horizontal axis and the number of pixels on the vertical axis resolution it's a
1: bitmap
0: <gasps> oh, oh we have a it's resolution the
1: number, um, number of
0: it's uh, the number of pixels displayed on contained on a display monitor
1: Yeah, good game, Alisa. You know what? It's it's a challenge. It's like a fun, Absolutely. challenging way of revising. Absolutely, that's that's
0: the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Huh? Oh man, it's so frustrating with this recording. Um, listen, guys. Um, let me uh conclude the episode because um the the sound keeps cutting in and out and in and out and in and out. It's uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah and you you've got so uh, your next class. So good game, Alisa. Too bad okay all right oh she um, again cheers vinuki see you in the semi-final all right all right bye yeah so
1: right. thank you